We would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners and custodians of the lands on which we record from today, the peoples of the Kulin Nation. I also pay my respects to the elders past and present. I extend that respect to the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Meet the Source, a new podcast from Cappy, where hosts Emma Evans and Thurman Wise get to the source of our daily rituals, speaking with entrepreneurs that are changing the face of our day-to-day. From making our bed to a glass of wine and everything in between, we give you a peek into the leaders making our daily rituals serve us better, support our communities and bring positive change to our surroundings. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Source Podcast. I am your host, Thurman Wise. And Emma Evans. For those of you who are joining us on our first ever podcast episode, we explore the daily rituals that really have power in our lives and shape, kind of shape who we are. Our first episode today is entitled Through the Lens. It's an exploration of capturing a beautiful moment, whether it be on film, on video, digitally, It's really about taking that photo. And we have a very, very special guest, our good friend, Victoria Schaumler, international photographer, absolute amazing human, new mom, which is very exciting. If you haven't seen her work, definitely look her name up online. There's a silent Z in front of Schaumler. (laughs) We'll post everything in the show notes as well. But honestly, some of my favorite artistic work out there at the moment. So Victoria, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you were so kind. Thank you so much for having me. Hi guys. Hello. Hello. It's an absolute pleasure. So I think one of the reasons that we wanted to start our first episode about photography is it's one of those daily rituals that I think we don't notice that we do. You know, it's something Mm. where when you wake up, perhaps you're feeling your outfit like I was this morning when I took a selfie in my elevator. Or perhaps you have a really beautiful lunch and you take a photo because you want to share it with your friends. Or maybe your partner does something absolutely hilarious and and you need to take a photo to send to his family or her family. And I think though it's something that we do really take for granted sometimes. And we really wanted to explore the power of photos. And so, hence Vic, why we have (laughs) you here. I love that. I was really curious to see, you know, where did it go from being, I guess, like the start of your journey? Where did it go from just taking photos and having fun to really wanting to pursue a career, pursue it as an artistic form of expression? Mm. The love for photography started quite young. And I don't know if I knew where I wanted to take it, but I guess the industry, it's sort of, it's an industry, you know, so I knew so little about. And then wanted to know so much more about. So like, aside from the art form, first and foremost, which is what drives me and the creative process and the technical process, which as most photographers, you'll find a total nerds and just get really into that side of things. I, I think, you know, once I got through all of that, I worked out that I wanted to be, I wanted to explore the fashion industry and photography side of things. And so the deeper I got, the more excited I got by it. So I found myself, you know, moving to London to 
learn from bigger and better people. And I realized that the industry is so different to what you would expect. It's, or not what you would expect, but you know, what films might portray it as being. And the people, the higher you got, the nicer they got. Um, They were really welcoming and really encouraging. And it just made me, I guess, my love for the whole, the whole process just sort of fell together with, through a lot of hard work, Um, came together in a, you know, way that I couldn't deny it was just a world that I wanted to be a part of, I guess. I mean, it is funny, like, I thought where I thought you were going to go with this is that like I moved to London and as I discovered fashion photography, it was so hard. Everyone's mean because that's what they <laughs> in the in the movies. You guys are like a rough bunch. You're not. You're hard. You're hard to get along with. Yeah, this is true. Um, totally. And it was so the opposite. Some of the greatest people in in the industry were just some of the kindest. And I can't say. That's a, you know, that was my experience. And also, I guess you gravitate to maybe like-minded people. Uh, and that was, I was really fortunate in that way. Perhaps that's not the case with everyone, but it just, it felt so humbling. It was so nice and so refreshing to sort of have that experience. It was really interesting. And um, it made me think there's no reason you can't be yourself in, a, in an industry that might have different people might have different expectations on how you should act or be. Uh, there's no reason you can't be a kind person while doing the things you love and or being yourself, you know? And was there an element like, it's interesting that you say the technical element. I've never really thought about it. I've never really thought about photography this deeply other than mm. today, but yeah. was there an element as well of having to find your voice to give that direction. Yes, 100%. And I think that took me so many years to work out to find my voice. And I think like if I went through old work, I would just cringe because, you know, one day I thought this is my look and style. And then the next it'd be like, Oh no, maybe it's black and white moody. And then maybe it's this (laughs) or that, you know, and, and, um, and I guess you're just sort of trying to find find your feet and take inspiration here, there and everywhere and then work out actually where is it coming from? It's not from others. It's that sort of, it's just uh, your own personal creative box that you're ticking. It's just interesting because I think to Thurman's point, like we're all happy to run around and happy snap things, but to really think that that's your, you know, that's your world, that's your universe. Um, And you know, just like we have to prepare ourselves for a sales pitch or a meeting, you know, you, you have that technical element of, of lighting and I'm sure a million other things, but also what your voice is. And and I'm, then I'm curious on your journey then when was there a pivotal point where you decided to specialize or that you gained that extra interest in, in fashion and certain um, categories? Yeah, totally. It's funny, while I was there, I discovered my love for still life and then sort of the blend, putting the two together, the fashion component and the still life component. And I quite literally, the bedroom in Hackney had, we were in a loft bedroom and it had the most magical light coming through the window, this strange cutout window. And I quite literally started putting my perfume bottles in front of this light and I was like, hold on this is getting me excited. (laughs) Hold on. I can do like, there's something more here. And it wasn't that I had never seen or taken a still life image before. I was working 
on sets, you know, I was assisting some brilliant photographers who were still life photographers as well as fashion photographers. And so, yeah, it was, it was just a bit of a light bulb moment for me to go, oh, this is, this is the world that I really want to hone in on and, you know, nerd out on. Yeah, like you say, technically, you know, with the, with the camera gear and the lighting and, you know, that, that was an example of where it started, but then it just evolved a lot <laughs> since then and yeah it is and it's funny you talk about like the camera in our pocket because for so long I really fought the Instagram thing it was like well do I take a photo on my phone and post it do I take a photo on my camera and like it, you know because that was when it was really early on and I was like but I do I edit it do I edit it <laughs> like what I don't really understand this process and now they're just a your new website almost you know it's just um your creative your platform to show your work but back then i was like but that then i'm cheating if i'm a photographer taking pictures on my phone is that cheating i don't know um, that was a bit of a mind battle going on there but it's like it's interesting though that you talk about it because from what you're saying the actual photographing is actually I mean, obviously, there's the technical skill of photographing, which is a big part of it. But it sounds like what you're saying is that, like, the actual photographing of the moment is a small percentage of actually what you're doing. Yeah. You know, it's like you're, like you're telling a story. You're, yeah. You're, it's the angle. Yeah. So, whether it is an iPhone or, or a proper camera, like, you're doing so much of your job, even if you're using your iPhone, yeah. you know, like, you're... Totally, totally. It's, I mean, it's really crazy because it's, like, as you were talking about it, I'm like... It's funny because when you see a photo, it looks so calm and easy. It's as if that's how it looked. Mm. That, like, oh, it, that is exactly mm. how it looked there. Yes. But the amount of work that goes into a photo is like, like even when you're saying you're putting the perfume bottles. Yeah. Like when you see a photo, you're like, oh, that's just how it was. Yeah. If only. <laughs> No. And, you know, sometimes I just, I did a shoot last week. It was an editorial for a new magazine that I'm super excited to be a part of. And it, we scaled it back. It was myself and a brilliant stylist I work with. And that's the other thing, actually. It's, uh, as you say, it's, there's so much that goes into it. There are teams, there are such big teams that go into these shoots. There are stylists and stylist assistants and photography assistants and creative directors and people who drop off gear and people who, you know, just everything. But anyway, last week we scaled it back and it was myself and Matt Turnbull and just the two of us and my babysitter and my babysitter and my baby uh, in the studio. And we, you know, normally I've got multiple assistants helping create all these images that I want to take um, with lights and move this and do that. And you've got the laptop hooked up and someone doing the digi. And it was just the two of us and that went out and picked up lunch. And it was just me in the studio with my gear and this product that we're shooting and or the subject rather and um, lights. And I just like got so excited to just go back to the go back to my roots and just literally felt like I was painting a picture moving these lights around and watching it all evolve and it was just so nice actually to um yeah just sort of strip it back because it can it can be so much more you know there can be so much that goes into that simple beautiful image or or not I guess you know and do you find that you know you have to get like in the zone 
Are there any are there any rituals or you can just walk, yeah. you can walk in, grab that camera and go for it? <laughs> oh no, I think it, you definitely need to get into the zone and you have to connect with what you're shooting and what you're doing. Like ultimately I have to feel like myself, like like what we do, we love what we do and if you're not um, feeling your best, then you can't be your best. So yeah, I definitely think you have to Let's um, tie us back into our rituals here. <laughs> That's where I'm going with this. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, if you ask all my assistants, I'm a bit of a green tea fan <laughs> or fiend and uh, need to uh, keep myself feeling, yeah, like myself on set. So I'm, I'm always sipping on a green tea and my morning ritual would be a nicely made matcha that will sort of centre in ground me to start the day that's sort of where where I begin personally and then probably throughout the entire day and I actually think that that process actually it sounds like a really 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 simple one and I wish I could tell you it was so much more advanced than that (laughs) but a simple pleasure like your own you know beautifully made in a beautiful vessel you know tea (laughs) can make a break my morning really (laughs) and in the start of my day so yeah but I think like it's funny because it's like for the people that don't know Thurman Wise podcast host (laughs) of the source like I've really been like trying to like dive into like the simple like simple rituals that we do every day and and sometimes I think we take them for granted like you're like Mm. oh it's so simple but sometimes we don't realize the sensory experience that we have mm. with a simple thing. And it's like, for example, like when you were talking about like a nicely made glass, right? Mm. Like it's, you touch it, you smell it, you see it. And it's like, even though it's such a simple moment, it's actually like, it's really powerful, you know? And, and it, it might not speak to everybody, but it, spe- it speaks to you. 100%. Yeah, totally. And when you can, I think it's like, it's kind of funny and not to get too woo-woo, but it's like something with meditation, right? Like mm-hmm. it's about the power of a simple moment to set you right. And if, if like for you, it's green tea to get you ready. Yeah. Amazing. Like if you're stressed and you're like green tea, Just all right, green tea. Yeah. life is good. Yeah. And I actually like one of my assistants used to, I think he could probably see at that point in the day when like the pressure is starting to build, <laughs> we've got a high shot count you know, I'm, I'm pretty calm, to be honest, throughout all my shoots, whether they be stressful or not. But, you know, I guess those people really close to you can tell. And he, he was, you know, hey, green tea, need a green tea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, I would love a green tea. <laughs> Suddenly it's like the ding. <laughs> That's exactly what I need right now, just to like, reset me and it is you know maybe my own form of a strange form of meditation or you know take a step out of the situation to step back in so yeah it's those powerful pauses I think yeah yeah totally I mean I guess like I'm trying to think of like what like for me it's coffee Mm. and I know I like and of course there's yoga and there's pilates and movement meditation that all goes into it you know health is so important to me as well. So there's all of that. But uh, yeah, maybe some, as you say, sometimes the simplest is the most effective for, for that. So you're specific. basically saying that not mid-shoot, you're not going to be like, hang on, guys, I've just got to do a downward dog. <laughs> like, I have been seen to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I've literally got multiple people being like, let's all get on the ground and do a really good stretch. Like, oh, and do this and get, and if you twist, oh yeah, this, this is really good for your spine right now, right? That's We've so definitely awesome. done that. You, you would fit right in at the Cappy, the Cappy office. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You guys do a weekly yoga sesh, don't you? Yeah, it's kind of movement meets breath work and just a real like grounding calming it's 11 30 on a thursday i love that and if the if people are like i don't have time i'm like that's the time to go yes it's the time to get away from your desk and realize that pushing through is not the answer and Mm -hmm. you'll have that increased clarity and Mm -hmm. just feel a lot better for it so it's like super nice and also just like really rewarding to see yeah people turn up every week oh i love that i i I find you know it's so easy to be like oh i've got a headache no i couldn't possibly get into a downward dog and then like that's exactly what that headache needs yeah (laughs) but it's also like it's Mm -hmm. funny though because i'm I'm sure you experience this i guess like on set it's like we've just been told for so long time is money time is money like you know Mm -hmm. you need to it it's on a schedule but it's like Mm -hmm. sure there's deadlines for sure but like it can be but, 15, 30 minutes late, probably. It's going to, the world's not going to collapse. Or you can probably catch that 15 minutes up throughout the day by like reducing that conversation that you all pause to have. You know, like yeah. I actually find, um, you know, there are producers on set for me that try and keep us on track. You know, you need someone to make sure there's, you know, the day is working as planned because as, you, as I said, there are shot counts and you've got to get those done to, for, for clients, but commercially we're talking here. And sometimes, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, good, good. That's great to hear that we're half an hour behind. Thanks for that. <laughs> I'll try and catch that up. Um, but to, to be honest, I'm always, I'm actually very calm around like timing of the day because I do, I, I just trust that we will, we will get it done. You know, we're professionals in the room. We know what, you know, we can catch up here and there. And I agree, like you don't have to be, you can pick and choose where you allocate that time in a day. And, and if it means pausing for a tea or a little stretch or in my new current situation, it's pausing for a breastfeed. So as you mentioned earlier, I'm a new mum and I, am blown away by my incredible clients who are supporting me throughout this time because I've had two requests that on our 10 hour shoot day, I'm going to need to feed Tilda who's very little. She's only four and a half months old now, but I was shooting um, back on the tools at nine weeks and I needed her to be arriving on set and feeding because I'm her life source. And so I, you know, put that little request in, big request in that, yeah, I'll, I'll come back and work and shoot for you, but these are my requirements. Uh, Tilda needs to come for a feed mid-morning, you know, lunchtime and mid-afternoon. And everyone has, you know, yeah, 100%, whatever you need, whatever Bub needs will we'll be there for you. And that is in a work day. Like that's, you know, I'm we're being paid for those. As you say, time is money, but it's amazing to witness and watch clients support me through this process and appreciate there's also life (laughs) there's like you know life going on around us you can't just drop it all so that's been yeah pretty amazing i just have to say from now on i'm not calling anyone a mom life source you are a life source 
You are a life source. Oh my yes. God. What a great way to think of it. <laughs> yes, totally. And I was a house. I hope I was her house yes. for nine months. <laughs> I'm a life source and a home. <laughs> yeah, just like, I like the idea of like, um, can I see your CV? I was a home in 2021. I'm currently a life source. I'll be uh, paying the bills for the next 18 odd years. Yes. Oh, and I also do photography. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. And since becoming a mom, do you find yourself just wanting to take photos of and oh, document her oh, life? Yes, I am. My entire phone feed is now Tilda. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it blows me away how many pictures I take of her. It's just like you can just oh, sit moment. in front of that light right now. <laughs> yes. Yesterday, my um, husband was watering the garden. He waters the garden with her in her arms. And I literally ran inside to grab my little Leica film camera and be like, wait, hold that moment. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm just watering and I'm literally there trying to focus on her head moving hither and everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm that sad mom. Yeah. Oh, if you've got the talent, let's like optimize it. She has already, those little feet and hands have already um, starred in a few of my commercial pictures, we can say. <laughs> I wonder if like, because like, I, you know, when you're a kid, your parents are annoying. That doesn't mm. matter. I like, mm. mom, I know you're listening because my mom is my biggest fan of all things. Oh. So love you, mom. But when <laughs> I was younger and still sometimes today, I think you're a bit annoying. But like, I wonder if when you're taking her photo, because like, you know, if she's gonna be like, mom's enough stop it well i'll have to i'll have to work out that point when she starts to realize because there's nothing worse than those kids that pose for photos right that are like oh there's a camera i know what to do here <laughs> i have to i have to keep her humble <laughs> This episode of The Source is brought to you by Lucy Folk, a nomadic lifestyle brand that has at its creative core, a myriad of inspiring touch points, an idiosyncratic mix of products seen through a distinctly Lucy Folk lens that delight and inspire those who bring them into their lives. Anchored with a constant gaze to an endless summer, there is both a timeless and unconventional appeal to what they do and how they do it. I was curious because we haven't discussed the past two years, obviously you were pregnant, but um, your work would have really changed with the lockdowns and the pandemic. So what yeah. did that look like for you? And did, did a lot come up to sort of, I guess, any changes of the way forward? I feel like there was so much yeah. um, time for reflection. Totally, totally. I mean, it on a... Um like professional point of view, it really affected me because I was traveling between and working between Australia and France for about four years before COVID hit, maybe five. So that suddenly I was in Paris and had to flee before I got stuck there to get back to my husband in Australia. And so it so basically it stopped all, all work for me in internationally in France. And then it paused everything in Australia too, because we have been through such major lockdowns as well. So yeah, it, again, I guess it gave me those moments, like I mentioned before about that shoot last week's where I stripped everything back to the basics, 
it became just me and my camera, some, you know, lights or just natural light in my house, re um, finding what I love to do. And it was so refreshing actually, because I feel like before COVID we lived such busy lives. You just never had a moment to really think. And so on and off planes and in and out of different sets and shooting, you know, to fulfill other people's briefs constantly. And then it's like, what's my brief, my creative brief here? What do I, who am I again? And why do I do what I do? Because you forget, it was very easy to forget what you really enjoyed. So it was really nice to actually reconnect. And, you know, then I had a baby in that time as well, because I was probably terrified up until that point with the idea of how I could ever make that work, um, that busy life and family life. And it's just um, opened my eyes to all of it, which has just been so refreshing and so nice. And like, I guess it is funny that finding balance Mm. and, you know, it's like, I think like as humans, we never think that we can until we do. Mm. Well, you just allow yourself to, right? Yeah. And you sort of create your own, I think boundaries. That's one thing I've learned is like, what are my boundaries? What am I okay with? What can I say Maybe not to sometimes, instead of having to say yes to everything. Like what is going to fulfill me creatively or professionally or just personally? And how can I, you know, keep all those balls in the air at the right height? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's funny. I feel like Emma's going to yeah. tell me next time she's going to go, go back, listen to the podcast episode with Vic about boundaries. <laughs> I am the king of saying yes. Yeah. I just, it's in my nature. I'm just like, yeah. Me too. Me too. I think it's even just yes to a phone call, like, or yes to a meeting time that truly doesn't actually suit you, but somehow we've felt obliged to say yes, or we just don't even think we react and we say yes. So I think I personally have loved the amount of reflection and it's none of it's personal. Like it's not personal that you're no. saying no or yes, but it's actually making sure that when you do show up for that call, you're not like rushed or not present. Exactly. And I, and I do think, I guess I have had to think about my time differently now that I've got a young one because she revolves around my time now. So yeah, you like, hold on, do I do Can I, do I have the capacity? to do it all right now. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I don't. Maybe I need to s- suggest tomorrow instead, you know? And I guess like it's one of those things, like if your suggestion of tomorrow doesn't work, then, you know, it's like not to say like, oh, it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be, but kind of lean into it a little, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Why are we pushing, pushing ourselves like up a hill with ton of sand on our heads or something? I don't know. <laughs> that was no <laughs> actual saying then. <laughs> well, I guess it's like that fear of like, I think it's the fear of, well, if, if, if they say no, or if, if I'm not flexible, then oh, like, no. I'll yes. lose a job, I'll lose an opportunity. And then what could, yes. have, what could have been. And I think I actually, in my twenties had, maybe this is our problem. And we've, we need to learn that, you know, in our twenties, we, we felt like we had to do that because we're trying to get somewhere in what we're doing and what, you know, in our lives and so ambitious. And now I feel like, in my thirties, I'm okay with where I'm at. And so I don't have to say yes to everything because I might be okay with missing that opportunity or that opportunity might 
present itself in another way or that person might be so keen that they'll make it work for you. Or just like maybe there's another opportunity that was better than that. Yes. You know, like... Yeah. I think sometimes you jump into something because you think that is what you need to do. But then it's like, you know, I mean, who knows? It's like, I think it's one of those things too, where it's like, you're a photographer now. Like maybe, maybe there's another opportunity presents itself and then you become like an architect, you know, like, I think sometimes we like, we really try to hold on to like this version of ourselves. Like I am who I am today forever, but it's like, actually, Mm. no, evolve yeah. i'm i'm curious like from your perspective Vic, like what companies brands people do you look to and feel inspired by and think that they're doing some great work right now mm, good question there are the classics that i love and will always love until they change what they're doing <laughs> for example jill sander is a brand that i will always look to and love um, the brand their creative, their photography. I do find it always inspiring because it's, they strip, strip things back to the simplest form and shoot their pieces with photographers, you know, on location out solo. Um, they don't need all the, all the extra, um, fluff and mirrors and everything. But, um, I think I'd be mad not to mention our beloved Lucy folk. I think that's a beautiful brand that continue to inspire the industry here in Australia. I think they're always doing great things. Agmis, NYC, jewelry brand also, beautiful. Heriu, they do the leather, leather goods, the shoes and the handbags. Do you know that one? They are creatively really brilliant. But then also um, people inspire me. Creative people just doing, not just brands, but you know, doing what they love and doing it really, really well is just makes me, it just excites me. I love to witness people who are just really going for it and doing a brilliant job. A friend in Paris, Ellie McRae, she's a stylist and she's just like breaking down doors, um, barriers, I think, knocking down doors. I do that a lot. I mix sayings. Um, She is doing such amazing things and that's just so, so cool to see. Um, working with amazing brands over there and similarly brilliant people doing brilliant things here in Australia, Adam Goodrum and Arthur Signa, A&A, they are um, furniture designers. They're really brilliant. I'm just going to start, I'm rattling people off because I think people should look, uh, your listeners should look these people up. I almost feel like I'm like, I need an, I just want to send you an email that's like, Hey Vic, can you just tell me all the cool stuff in the world? And then (laughs) we're going to public, we'll publish the book. I'm thinking of the listeners just for a minute here. And I'm thinking that if they were able to ask you some questions, Vic, they would be like, you know, where Mm. do I, where do people ask you, like, if they're doing home photography, like where should they start? What camera should they buy? What are some basics? It's a tough question only because ultimately it's not really about your tools. Is it? I think your tools help as in the camera you, you work with. I say that because I just don't think, you know, having the best highest spec camera will then result in you'll take the best pictures ever. So I think use your imagination in your eyes before you, you rely on your camera. I think it's, it's funny too. And like our founder, Pitsy, a man mm. of much wisdom, but one of the things that has resonated with me that he said when it comes to art, and I think that this would apply to photography is like, buy art that resonates with you. 
you know, it's like sometimes yeah. you get, mm. and, and same with like, you know, taking a photo, like who cares if it's great, if it speaks to you, if it's like, yeah, if it's a photo of your grilled cheese sandwich and it it's do it right. Do it with the yeah. iPhone, do it with a disposable camera, do it with a Canon well, the- XJ 7,000. That doesn't exist, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> real hot camera that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> No, I agree. I take pictures ultimately for myself and others, you know, have gravitated or enjoyed those. And that's why I've evolved into a commercial photographer. It's because I, you know, you're doing it for yourself, not for others. And then, and then it's an absolute bonus when someone resonates with it and feels something when they look at that picture. I think that's like ultimate fulfillment. Do you, I mean, do you get like people reaching out to you to like, say like, Hey, like this, this, this work really touched me or. Yeah, I do. The nicest one was when I had a model repost an image I had taken of her and she said some really great, like some beautiful words around the feelings she got looking at that image that I had taken of her and what it meant to her. Um, not the, not the day, not the process, but like that image, what it meant to her. And that was like pretty cool and pretty powerful actually, just knowing that I had sort of been a part of that process. And just before we wrap it up for today, would love to know as we are just kicking off 2022, what does the year ahead look like for you? Let's hope it's a good one, right? It's it's going to be a good one. It's going to be beautiful. I mean, I will be looking forward to the new challenges that every day, week, month brings, throws at me with my baby <laughs> and learning how to evolve with her and my work because that's a constant, I don't want to say challenge because it's actually quite beautiful that I can merge the two. But um, yeah, so I guess I'm just going to continue to love both and bring both worlds together. I actually may be taking a trip with the family to Paris for some work early in the year. So let's see how that goes. Fingers crossed. Uh, Fingers crossed. All goes well. We're not so sure, but instead of flying back to Paris solo, it'll be three of us now, which is pretty cool. I mean, that sounds like a, that sounds like a pretty wonderful, if you can get all that done in the year, you You've killed it. 2022 <laughs> is yours. I mean, as we said, just set those boundaries. Make sure, you know, we don't overdo it. Enjoy yeah. our time. Well, on that note, Vic, mm-hmm. we've gotten we've gotten your 2022 year ahead. It's been such a beautiful conversation with you. Like, truly, like such, I feel like this is a great way to kick off our podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. You're too kind. Thank you for being our first guest. Oh, thank you guys. And um, a special thank you to the people listening out there. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to the Source podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to stay up to date on all of our episodes. A very special thank you to our sponsors and partner, Lucy Folk. We would not be able to do it without their support. So thank you. Thank you very much to the brand and team. And yeah, hope you continue on the journey as we just continue to discover and share these beautiful conversations. Ciao. Over and out. Do people say bye on podcast? Well, you know what? We're going to. And you can't <laughs> see it, but I'm, I'm waving. Ciao. 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 <laughs>